Good morning. Welcome to the bond Sunday morning services. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're a little confused about if we're going to keep um, doing these services live or not, but we'll keep you update as, updated as we move forward. Um, feel free to call in. Lines are open at 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, if you would like to be a part of this Bond Sunday morning services, all right? And make sure that your question, questions are related to today's topic. And I appreciate the emails and phone calls we've been getting about the Bond uh, Sunday morning service. A lot of good stuff coming from it. And I appreciate it. And good morning to all you people here. Good morning. I'm glad to see you guys. You had a good week? Yes. Yeah. You know, what, before I get rolling into this, because if I don't do it now, I won't get a chance to do it later. So I need to do it now. Uh, we have, uh, we try to help young men and women in their entrepreneur uh, programs and sometimes we succeed at it and sometimes we don't and uh, but we do have a young man who is in spite of uh, the hell that he get that he brings upon himself and then he get it back he's still working on his product and it's looking very very nice and so he want to come up just for a minute and tell you what he's doing and tell you his website so you guys can buy some of his product and I just want to get him a minute to do that and he's going to give out his website so that you can order from it. All right, come on up there. He's all nervous. I'm sorry? Uh, are you nervous? Okay, yeah, talk to him. Oh, take your shirt off so they can see what you have. This is uh, Derek Swane. And that's a real name. Isn't that an African name? <laughs> Oh, go in front of the camera so they can see the product first. Right here, that's close enough. Come back one. Tell them about how they can get The clothing line is called DWB, which stands for Dweebs Without Brains. Uh, it's kind of like a... Dweebs uh, Without Brains. It's, it's a funny name, but it sticks. It's kind of like a, a skater urban wear, but also um, the other aspect of the clothing line, the word dweebs, you think of... School stuff, uh, preppy wear. So we do have uh, like a cardigan sweater coming out, um, like a varsity letterman jacket, things that people used to wear in college, like uh, in the 60s and 70s. So when things get more progressed, then that's when, when those things will be out. Uh, we have an online store. Um, if you go to dwbclothing.com, that's where you can look at all our merchandise. We have a blog. Um, feel free to check it out. What's your site again? DWBclothing.com. All right. And uh, they can order online? Yes. Is it for the old and the young or just young? Everybody. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let them stand right there so they can see the shirt. This is one of the shirts that they uh, produce. Can you see it there, Doc? Yes, I can. You have it? Yes. Okay. She asked a question. Is that a dweeb? No, this is a. Is that a dweeb right there? It's like an elephant head. Yeah. We, we just come up with random characters, uh, but sometimes, uh, most of the time, it, the, the shirts will say the actual name of the clothing line or something. They show them the trademark on the back. Oh, yeah. and then we have, well, the trademark. Yeah, the clothing line. So this is our trademark in the back, the three heads. The three heads are all three heads of the people that own the business. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. 
So you got you like the shirt? Yeah. It's a very nice product. It's a very huh? I'm sure. <laughs> Black people always want it free. It's a very nice product. It's a nice t-shirt. I like nice shirts, you know, those t-shirts that fit nice around the collar. And once you wash them, they don't fall apart. Uh, we're going to link it up to our uh, Bond Action Network. Is, is it? Uh, or the Bond Org. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a link to their site so that you can order. And, uh, but it's a very, very nice product. And I see these guys trying so hard. And in spite of all the other stuff they have to go through, because they have to have another job, they have to work, they got to pay rent, but yet they hustle and still trying to, you know, they have lost their girlfriends and things like that. But that's the one thing I noticed that they don't give up on. And in life, if you don't give up, you can make it. So I want to help promote it uh, the best way we can. We got to have them on the radio show next week, I think, talking about it as well. And if you guys have product that you want to promote, let us know. We'll have a link of that too, of our, all our young entrepreneurs. So, uh, and Fabi, you're not ready with yours yet, right? Yeah, it should be ready next weekend. I'm just waiting for the product. You've been saying that for yeah, the last year. It's taken so long. <laughs> What's taking so long? Um, well, it's mainly been money, but um, it's it's come together. I I took out a small loan to get enough product to get going because I have to buy a certain amount of product to oh. get the wholesale price, but. I got the embossing going and it's The best way to, when you don't have money to, to get it going right away, the best way is to put the product out there, let the people order it, take that money and then buy the product and then sell it and then put the money back and keep it rolling. You don't have to wait until you get a lot of money to do right. it. You just start selling what you have and you put that money back right. and then you find yourself and it just works itself out. Some people think you have to have a bucket load of money up front. But you can start selling what you have, and then improve your product as you move forward. Yeah, it's not. It's a very. It's not a big order. It's two hundred. It's not. It wasn't much money to come up with. It doesn't take much. Right. Yeah. Well, also. Well, let me know who you. Also, what? Yeah, I really should have. Like six months ago, I should have taken a second job to get it. You know, get myself going a little quicker. Yeah. You know, I and. Well, let me know who you're ready for. All right. We'll help promote it. All right. And this is a good time to start a, your own business. Yeah. It really is. Have a unique product, promote it. Because even when you go out through depression, people still buy stuff. Oh, yeah. They buy food, music, clothes, uh, and, and they, you know, they still like to be entertained during a rough time. And I noticed being an employee almost my whole life, getting this going and working on even though I've been slow, it, it has provided a lot of fulfillment for me because it's my own idea. It's yeah, you know it's it's really good. It's been a really good, you know, good, and I know it's just going to get better too. Okay. All right. We are we're going to have a link to all these young entrepreneurs and try to help promote it. We're going to do it on, have them on the radio show because you know we need young entrepreneurs yeah, to get going. Um, last week we talked about. Uh, did you have a question, Raymond? I just wanted to say I too have a business, but I, uh, to uh, promote. But I'll wait until after the sermon. Oh, okay. Yeah, make sure you let us know about it. I will. All right. Uh, last week, we talked about, I asked a question, who are you? Remember that question last week? Yes. And do we have anybody here who know English really well? <laughs> <laughs> anybody know English very well? No? 
Even the white people don't know English? Tell, what's the, you, was, you were not here last week, right? No. What's the, the difference between what are you and who are you? Who are you? What's the difference between what and who? Well, hmm. what are you and, well, what, what are you is, is kind of, kind of connotes like your, like your function, what, what you do, like what are you? I'm a fireman, I'm a policeman, oh. I'm a minister. That's the connotation of what are you, it, but who are you is more like your identity. Who, 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 very good, who Ted. That's what the words connote. They gave me a very hard time last week about that word, what and who. Remember that? Who was here last week? So did you hear what Ted said, the difference yes. between the two words? Yes. So when I said, who are you, was I right? No. No? Yes, it was. Uh, why do you say no? Because your answer was, we are a, a, a spiritual being, living. We are a living being. Right. Okay, that's not a who, that's a what we are. Who we are would be uh, our identity. For instance, I mean, by the answers that you got, when we talked about who we are, this young lady was saying, you know, the roles that she played. Right. You know. Oh, she is what who I am. I'm a, I'm a mother. I'm a, you know, but what I am, if you had asked what I am, then I would have gone to, okay, what is my being? Okay, but, I'm but he just gave the perfect answer to a what is. Okay. If I, and he if said, if I say that I'm a living being, that's because okay. that's who I am, am I a who I am or, or what I am? Both. That's a what? That's a what? I'm a, if you say I'm a living being. Well, I, I, sometimes English words aren't all that, maybe not all that clear, but I would say that's what, what you are, I would think. And now you understood it like when we got home, right, to talk about it? I did, and then I understood it. What you understood about it? I can't remember the exact way you put it, though. Okay, what, when I ask the people, who are you? Yes, last time, Everybody said different things. You know, I'm, 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 and I'm giving examples. I don't remember exactly what was said. Right? Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the son of my father, my mother. I am uh, I'm a, human. Yeah, you know, human. I'm a, I'm a walking, angry target. <laughs> <laughs> and so what they did was they defined what they had become as a result of overreacting to their environment, right? But who I am is not what I become. Who I am is a living being. The real me is not what I have become. And so that's the difference between who I am. And most people don't know who they are because they define themselves by what they become. And they say what they become is who they are. And that's what the problem is. That makes sense? I'm a living being. God breathed breath into my body and I became a living being. And that's who I am, a living being. That makes sense. That it came from a realization, possibly a profound realization on your part. Right. That's really where it came from. Did it you help see? you at all this week to think about that? Uh, Did you think about it during the week? Uh, other, than, other than what Did I just said. Did you do more than two R's? 
Anybody? So you guys didn't think about it? Yes, ma'am. I thought about it. Um, when you first said it, it just didn't seem like it was as profound as it is. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and I realized it really was meaningful, and that it kind of made me aware of separating myself from all the life stuff, that you really are a spiritual being. Yeah. And I told my son about it, and... Um, he was struck by it when I told him. He went, wow, yeah. you know, that's, that's good, you know. And the Bible says that God created man, and then he brew, brew, uh breath, and they became a living being. But how many people talk about that enough for you to become aware of that? I wonder the last time you heard the preacher say we're a living being. No. And then the beauty about it, you have to resist the temptation of putting anything else onto it. You, because if you define living being and you think too much about it, you're going to lock that in too with your intellect and you will stop growing. You will not grow. Because it's a, it's a, a bundle of energy, it's life. This living being is something that it just lives. It just is. And it lives. And that's what's inside of us. I mean, that's who we are inside of this body. And if you can ever see that for yourself, you can then live. It is, it is absolutely amazing. And this is why God wants us to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. He wants us to put everything, put that before anything else. Because as you're discovering wisdom and you're becoming, you're realizing who you really are, everything else will be taken care of. There's nothing to worry about. He doesn't want you to seek after nothing but that to put. That doesn't mean you don't get up and go to work and, but if you're seeking what's right, the desire to work and take care of yourself and everything else is naturally there too, without an effort. It's only people who don't know who they are who are struggling with life because they don't really know who they are. And they're trying to get a sense of identity by doing other things in life. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And believe me, for me to know this, anybody can find it if you start looking in the right place. And it, 18 years ago, I didn't know this, what I know now. Really, I did not know. And I thought, wow, he woke me up. But waking up is just the beginning of it. We are a spirit. We are a living being. And that's how we should be living, right here on earth. And it's absolutely amazing. Yes? Um, I, what I was thinking about this what, um, was when it says in the Bible, seek first the kingdom of God. Yes. And all else, well, I was thinking that's really actually, it's literal. If you, if you seek that kingdom of God, like I think I was doing the meditation wrong. Maybe. Now I have a deeper understanding of what yeah. that means. And then all else will be granted. It will. And it, that's hard for people to believe. What do you mean seek God and everything else will be granted? You know, be granted unto you, given unto you. He said that he would pour it out in a way that you would not have enough room to receive it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. If you just seek him first, he's going to give you more than you can even handle. More, you don't even have enough room to receive it. And that is true too. Because this other stuff becomes secondary in your life. It automatically becomes secondary. But if you're not born again of God, it's not secondary. Even if you tell yourself it's secondary. To life. It is not secondary. And, and how do you seek God? 
Susan, when you say seek him? Um, I don't know. In this moment, I'm kind of blank on that. I'm just thinking that. Right. But I know it changed my meditation. Somehow my attitude. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Because that's another thing that people don't really know how to seek him. And it's all real fancy. Seek God and things will be added. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then they, they, they rush around looking for him. And they never find him. And so, I, have you heard that word seek him first? Yes. Anybody here seeking God? Yes. Yes. People are seeking. Yes. Uh, you're not seeking today? How? Oh, uh, yeah. That's all you have to do is be still and know him. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't mean rush into the Bible and just put all this stuff in your head. It doesn't mean run around quoting scripture to everybody and their mama. It doesn't mean all that stuff. It means letting go. Because when you're still within, you're letting go. You're, re you're actually overcoming everything you've been taught. Your will is dying. Everything is just fading away from you that's been attached to you in life. And the more still you become, the, uh, the better you can see and understand him. And yourself, really. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's about letting go of. It's not about piling on. I interview a lot of preachers on my show. And... 90% of the time, they've gone to preacher school. And I'm like, why would you have to go to preacher school if God called you? Now, if you're going there to learn how to, you know, in a physical sense, work a business, you know, organize a business in a physical sense, I can understand that. But if you're going there to learn the Bible and learn what God has to tell you, you've not been called by God. God is like really, really smart. That's what I found out about him. And if he call you, he can teach you as well. Really, he'll tell you. He'll show you what, he'll, he'll just do it all for you. Now, if you want to learn some physical stuff, I don't have a problem with that. And, but, but don't go there to learn the Bible so that you can just throw out words to folks. And that's what people do. But if you seek first the kingdom of God by being still and knowing him, you'll look around one day and your life is just working out. Isn't that amazing? You forget about hating mama. I don't even feel like I ever hated my parents anymore. It's just not a part of my life at all. It looked like I never hated my parents. And, but some people never get over that. You got to move forward in life on that straight and narrow path. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, yes, Frankie. You know, um, things of uh, the world and our human spirit, our human nature has a lot of words things of the spirit has few words yeah be slow to speak and when you talk to god god has two words that define himself i am yeah or you know very very few words and you can't understand that with human intellect yeah like who you are you really can't understand that with human intellect it's a bunch of words um, but when you understand who you are it's very very few words and that's all you need one thing i realized in these last 20 years of waking up is that my thought, you know, the Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts, our ways are not his. That is so true. That's true. Absolutely everything my thought gives me are, are wrong. Everything it says it has, it's contrary to God. Isn't that amazing? That's a big word for me, contrary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that word come from. <laughs> but uh, it has your thoughts no way at all 
understand the things of God and communicate. I mean, just, it tells you nothing true. But yet there's so much faith in, in the intellect. So many people believe in it. That's why they feed their brains with the Bible. And there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. You should open up the Bible and read it. I do it. But I read it, put it away. And even while I read it, I can see the devil trying to interpret. Interpret. How do you say that word? Interpret. Interpret what I'm reading. But I know that's a lie now. You know, you read First John and it, why you read it, it's defining. Have you noticed that? It def it's defining what it means. And that's wrong. And I used to think that was the right way to know the Bible, and it's not. It's not. I have some real juicy stuff I want to get into, and so I, I, don't, I don't, even if the Lord tried to make me stay on this subject, I'm not going to do it. Yes? You know, I would like to add something. You said, you know, seek, seek the kingdom of God first, and everything else shall be added on to it. Yes. And if you are, uh, in, you know, as a result of that, you can lead an effortless and great life. Right. But the world is not set up that way. I'm not being taught that as a child in school. You have to try hard. When you get into a job, you have to try hard. And uh, I mean, it's totally contrary. Yeah. You see, this, this, you know, nobody ever, I mean, no, I shouldn't say nobody, but the emphasis as we grow up and as we, uh, you know, uh, get older, you know, you never hear that. Yeah, they, you they, never hear that. It's like they deliberately kill your spirit and give you another spirit. As a matter of fact, they that what, is out of hell. What they do, they, they, tell, they do the opposite. You try hard. Yeah. You know, to study hard, to work hard, to, to, to do all, you know, in other words, what it is alluding to. It's all your own effort, all your own. That's the way you're supposed to live. And and that's a, the way you're supposed to succeed. And it's not, it's a not that way at all. Yeah. The more you let go, the better you become. And that's the truth. You got to let go. But the problem is, now that you're stuck with all this stuff, it's hard to let it go. People don't know how to let it go. You know, how do you let all this, you know, 38 years of stuff that you're stuck with, how do you let that go? Look like you're not going to have anything to hold on to. Yes. Did you have your hand? Uh, yes. Um, uh, one thing that I really like about. Um, what's changing in my life is uh, in the past when you know whenever I would act on my common sense or do something right the thoughts would would have me remember it and play it back and it still does that sometimes but but now you know I don't ha I don't have to remember right as a matter of fact I mean it's it's a mistake to do that you know it, remember what remember any any goodness any uh, common sense it's there when you need it and then that's it you don't there's no effort to try to remember yeah. there's no it's just there you know it, there's no there's no it's real important not to try to remember it because it's like kind of like magical it's not of our own you know trying to remember that's right the more you let go the better you become did you have your hair uh, yes sir yeah, when, when you uh, said living being last week, it immediately sparked an understanding in me that um, um, kind of like this, that I realized that my life is, is not me in the fact that uh, it was poured into me. It's like I'm a bowl, and uh, this, any life could have been poured into me. I could have been anybody here, you know, that their parents, their life poured into me, their thoughts and everything, and I would have... I would have mistakenly thought that that was me, yeah. and uh, so 
I mean, that's why, you know, we die, the life we're living, this, this, this life that, the life that um, kind of blinds you to what you truly are, um, you lose that anyway, you know. That, that thing falls away from you, and, and, and what you're left with is, um, is this living being that you are. And the beauty about it, there is no beginning to it or end. There's no beginning or end to life, being a living being. You have no beginning and you have no end. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And you just live. Isn't that amazing? Well, I think it's amazing. It is. If we were in a black church, we'd need the urchers to come down to, to whole folks, drag them out of here off the floor. Uh, let me take this young man first. It comes to my mind, <coughs> what are we supposed to let go? Let go of what? Good question. Uh, let go of what we think? I'm sorry? Is it letting go of what we think, what we think we are, what we think we're doing? Ted, well, you just died in response yeah, to that okay. first. <laughs> I can tell what you think what it's yeah. like. <laughs> I want to answer that one. What do we have to let go of? Yeah. When I say let go, what are you letting go of? Well, I think we have to let go of all the baggage that we picked up in, in life, especially like the resentments that we have with people that that sort of stuff go that and all that in that wrong way of living have you let go of that well i've been thinking about that lately and i'm i'm not 100 percent sure you know because well then you haven't let it go then that could be yeah because once you let it go you will know it yeah yeah, yeah i've had some experiences that kind of make me d doubt that i have and why don't you let it go well, I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm not exactly sure. You know, I'm just. I just kind of just watching myself. And I'll, I'll tell you what happened because I've had a. I've had a, a. A lifelong resentment towards my mom, and I just notice sometimes, like I. I'll notice like. Uh, I was in the barber shop the other day, and I noticed just a. Small. Small kid, small child, maybe, maybe four or five years old, and I just kind of, who's kind of carefree, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, and I just kind of thought how much different, you know, I had thoughts like how much different life would have been for me if some of the things that happened to me as a child hadn't happened. So I'm, you yeah. know, I still have like a, a remembrance type thing of that. Yeah. So your mother's still living, right? She's still living. And so is it hard to just see that she couldn't help herself? I do see that. I do. But see not that. enough to let it go. I do see it. Well, do you see I, it in your spirit, or you just see it because with your physical seeing things? No, I, I, I see that she couldn't help it. I, I, I do see that she couldn't. But why help can't you it. forgive her if you truly see that she can't help herself? I try, you know, I try and I try and do the best. I'm just telling you what I've observed no, no, no. about my, You're myself, doing the right thing. Yeah, don't about myself yeah. lately, you know, and I, and, and, and then I'll have other times, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll just in my thoughts, I'll watch myself and I'll think, you know, how could, how could she have done that to me when I was a kid? You know, I'll have, have those kind of thoughts, you know, and the yeah. thoughts, you know, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll see them. And so that's just where I'm at. I, I don't know if I can tell you any more than that. Yeah. Well, if you could get to know yourself better, that would cause you to forgive your mother. Because you've done things to people that, 
you know, they're probably wondering, how could he have done this to well, me? Well, yeah, I understand and you're that. probably uh, wondering uh, yourself. Yeah, no. How did, <laughs> yeah, on, I understand. Hold on, man. Let me see it. And you're probably wondering yourself, how, how was I able to do that to that person? But I do understand. And you realize you couldn't help yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, she has the same thing. Yes. The same As a matter of fact, a lot of, a lot of things that I did it came from what she did to me. Yes. You know what? The, the, the identity, that, the evil identity that she put into me caused me to do things that, that, that I couldn't, couldn't help. So, I, I mean, I understand that. Right. But you may just understand it intellectually. Because if God allows you to see that in that same moment, he's going to free you up for it from it. So there are two ways of seeing it. Yes, you can see you hate your mama. She did this to you. How could she do it? You know it's wrong. You can see it. And you also see, well, you know, I've done things too. But if you don't see it with a sense of seeing it from within, you're not going to be free from it. And I think that may be the hanger. And so what you should do is ask God to let you see it from your heart. Let you see it in a way that frees you up and then he will cause you to see it so that you can go free. Okay. Because you can't make yourself go free. You have to, he has to cause, uh, he will cause it to happen. So if you're, if you're not free, ask him and he'll give it to you. He'll give you your heart desire. So you may be seeing it that way. And what you're letting go of is that. You're, you're, you're letting go of everything you think you know. Your anger, your thoughts, your, your everything. Your will, all that is the will of the devil. So you're letting go of it by being still and just watching it. You're supposed to become the observer of life and not the creator of life. And that's what's hard for people to do. That's what kids do. Kids observe and discover. And God said we should be like little children. And you have to come back to observing life and discover from that. That's how you learn. That's the best way of learning. So you have to see the not you and just watch it and overcome it. All, all this stuff that these, you know, your thoughts tell you, these desires that you have, the anger or, or the false joy that comes, all kind of stuff. And after a while, it's so funny what, what goes on with us. You know, sometimes thoughts come to me and I'm like, this is so silly. I can't believe I think this way, but I know it's not my thoughts, you know, not my thoughts at all. So you have to be still so you can see. Be still and know God. That help a little bit? Yes, and you're letting go of what you. You're letting go of what you have become. Yes. As a result of doing a lot of wrong things and thinking wrong and living wrong. Yeah, you're overcoming mama. You're overcoming education. You're overcoming hatred. You're overcoming false love. You're overcoming food and sex and lies and video games. You're constantly overcoming those things. The things that make you feel secure. Yes, everything. That makes you feel secure. Yes? I feel like I'm overcoming um, like a, a lot of stuff in my life, and my life keeps getting better. But like this morning, I had a, uh, I had a issue with my dad going on in my head. Yeah. And I was just doing dishes, and uh, I could see that. I could see my thoughts, but I was still very much a part of those thoughts. Yes. And part, a, a big pattern in my life that has been going on uh, since I was a kid is that uh, I was always, I'm always kind of ping-ponging back and forth between, uh, I don't know, conforming to one thing or another, whether it's rebellion or conformity, you know? Right on. And right on. when you're involved in uh, this 
uh, approach to life that we're the truth here, what we're talking about. Um, like you can, it can easily become intellectual, and you could try and put effort and try to be a good person and try to do everything right, while the world, let's say your family and everybody else, when you do make a step and they're uh, offended by it, they're gonna they're gonna throw everything at you. You know. Yes. So, and this reminds me of what you were talking about when uh, Patrick was leading it a couple weeks ago. Um, this lady here. Um, sometimes I think you have to. Like this morning, I, it was, I was going, you should call your dad, you know, you should call dad and you should tell him what you think. And a lot of my life in that ping-ponging, I've um, done nothing and I've become, become a coward in a certain sense. And even like speaking up here, you know, I can feel that. It's almost like, well, you're going to say something wrong, so don't say anything. Yeah. You care what these people think. But, um, but at the same time that I, you know, you say something and everyone attacks you for saying it, you don't, and so you're not... Uh, to get in tune with what you know is right and have 100% and be totally confident in doing that and move ahead with your life. Sometimes I think, uh, for me, like, I can't even think about if it's right or wrong. I have to just do it. And, you, you know, it, it's, it's a conundrum. You know what I'm saying? A little bit? Yeah, and, I do. But, but I just have to, uh, either I don't do anything or I do do it and I let the results come and learn from it. You know? Yes. And just doing something sometimes is a step forward. You know? It is. There's but I, I, I see that I'm not angry though. I see like I'm not. I don't. I don't lose sleep. I don't. I don't. You know, uh, think really bad thoughts or anything. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the devil comes and it tries to remind me of what my father did or did not do, how weak he, he is, right? But now I can just see that the devil is trying to tempt me to that, and there's nothing for me to do but to observe that. And once I just watch it, because it's, it's God who is allowing you to see the deceiver. And, if, and sometimes, most of the time, once you wake up, all you have to do now is just see it, and you're over it. There is no action to take, but just to observe it. And it'll try to confuse you to make you think that, oh, you're not born again, or you really don't see, or you're still angry. Right. It's trying to deceive you. But if you can see it, doing it, then you're a free man. You're fine. The fact that you can see it. Right. So, so say I did, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, seeing the wrong that my dad's doing, and I hear it in, in voices in my head. Yes, but, I know it's, but I know he's wrong. Yes. And, and there's something that in me that says, well, you should call him, and you should tell him, and sort of be his father, and remind him once again you know, but if you have already spoken to your father about all this, there's no need to keep going back right. to him about it. Because right. the devil just want to keep a mess going on. So if you've already gone to your parents and said, I'm sorry, what's wrong with you? Every time the devil reminds you something about your parents, you don't need to be calling them up or going there and telling them again. Which I don't do, but I, I feel sometimes like it'll just it'll be a long time where I don't talk to him. It's just this like... And that's he, fine. But then he'll call me and it's... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a way for him to feel like it's okay for him. I think I said this the very first day I came here. And then I, had, I feel like as I'm talking to him, I almost feel like I don't want to ever talk to him again. I just, I, like, That's because you resent him. What's that? You resent him. My dad called me up after Barack Obama won. You know, he'd been trying to catch me. <laughs> so we finally caught each other. And so I'm like, hey, Dad, congratulations. The Messiah has come. 
<laughs> you finally have your black Messiah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And my dad's minister, he's like, well, I told you. God called Barack. I knew he was going to win. And I said, that's right, Dad. All, with killing babies and everything, God wanted him to come and perform abortions. But praise the Lord that the Messiah is here. And now, if I hadn't forgiven my father, I would be mad and I want anything to do with him. But it's like I'm talking to anybody else now. You know, I know he can't see. I know it's not personal. But I'm honest with him. You know, I'm yeah. honest with him. I'm having fun with him. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. You know, but before, it would just it would be different. But I don't hate him anymore. And I allow him, oh, I allow my dad to be who he is. It's not affecting my life. And your point's not lost on me. Just, uh, this is kind of funny. If my dad, my dad voted for Barack Obama too, and if he called me after the election and did what your dad did, yeah. I would think that would be the greatest thing in the world as far as we're concerned, my yeah. dad and I. But, like, you know. I mean, I'd find that that would be communication, you know? Yeah. That would almost be fun and around. Well, you have to lead the way. Right. He may not know how to have that kind of fun talk. You have to not make it personal and let it be fun, and he'll fall in line with you. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I, I just don't know how to do that yet. Relax and not let him be wrong. And it is not your life, it's his life. See, you know, you're upset about him being wrong. And that's why you can't lead the way in the conversation. You can't relax and enjoy your dad. And I advise you that you need to forgive him and try to enjoy your dad while he's living. And let him be totally wrong. And if you know what's right, you be right. But don't judge him. Don't try to prevent him from being wrong. Okay. Don't be mad that he's wrong. Don't be mad that he's calling you up because he feels guilty about something and he just want to get a, you know, feel good about calling you. You look confused. Well, I feel like I feel like with him, um, it's like that when you when you say people and I believe this, they don't know what they're doing, like right. they can't control it, and I believe that too. But do you think that sometimes people do know what they're doing? Yes. And but the, in a sense, they still can't control it. Right. But um, I, I get I keep getting the sense that they that he does know exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he probably does. And for well, me, that, oh, go ahead. For you, for me to even, it's working itself out. I don't mean mean to make this a big deal. No, I understand. But um, I feel like, I mean, there's a time to be hard, you know. Yeah, be hard. And you I am. That's angry. my approach with him. Is there's there's no there is not none of this uh, sort of nice stuff going. I mean, just because you are angry, I can laugh and talk to my dad because I'm not angry at him. I laugh at his silliness. And when he's serious, I take that into yeah. consideration. And when he's wrong, you know, we deal. I'm just having fun because I'm letting my dad be my dad. I have this uh, friend of mine that we have been friends for 18 years. I mean, 20, let me see. Uh, I've known this guy for about 18 or 19 years. And we used to go to the same church. And then I started Bond, and I left that church. And I had seen him in, eight, in about 18 years or so. And one day I was thinking of him, and all of a sudden he called me out of nowhere. And I, this guy is a friend. And I love this guy because he's a friend. I remember when he met his wife and everything, right? But, but what I realized about him, because I went to their home last night, he allowed me to be me, and I allow him to be himself. I don't get mad when he's wrong. 
He doesn't get mad when I'm wrong, and we can literally say anything we want to each other. And it doesn't interfere with the friendship at all. You know, and, and, and I like that about, most men are not like that nowadays. I don't even like men anymore because they get angry like women. In the good old days, you can say anything you want to a man, and he won't get mad. You know, he won't act like a woman in power. We all angry. <laughs> Anybody remember those good old days? <laughs> when men were men? And, and that's how men are today. So I don't really like the folks I know. Yeah. Because you can't really be yourself with them. They take stuff so personally, right? But this friend of mine, he's like a man. You know, I could just be me and relax, and I don't have to be careful with my words. I'm not careful anyway, right. but I'm not thinking that if I say this to him, he's going to get mad. And that's how you have to treat your father. I treat my father that way now. Yeah, I realize that. I, I see that. I feel like I, I can feel that anger right here a little bit as we're talking. And right I, feel going, I feel it kind of going away, and it's up to me. Whatever the conundrum is, is that I can't figure out with my earthly mind, yes. that I can't do that with that. So and t I just have to keep looking at myself and moving ahead with my life. Yes. So, yeah. Let's say you're feeling anger when you're talking to him. He doesn't know you're feeling that unless you act it out. You just quietly feel it and let God work it out for you. God is allowing you to see, look, you resent your father. And just let it pass, but still be kind to your father. Be honest, but be kind. And that anger, that spirit is being taken away from you. Your dad is giving you the opportunity for it to come up. That's why he called you. So you can see, he doesn't know this. But you can see that God is making it happen for you, right? So you can see, see that you still resent your father. So quietly let it, let it be, but you do the right thing toward your father. Be honest, have some fun, make jokes, and move on. Yeah. Don't go with what you feel, okay. and then God will save you from it. But if you go with what you feel, you give it life, and then every little thing is starting to make you mad. Every little thing that comes along makes you mad because you give it life by reacting to it. But just quietly overcome it. That's all you have to do is watch it. Okay. And God will rebuke it. That makes sense? Yeah. So it's not your dad making you mad anymore. It's just you haven't forgiven him. Yeah. And so he's coming into your life so he can bring that out of you. That makes sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Did that help? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. One thing I noticed about the spirit, um, I watched a program and this woman... She was almost beaten to death, but every time she gets to the point where she passes out, she cries out to God, and somehow she, she gets she get it back. And you can't kill the spirit. I see this woman now, I saw her on TV, and she was, she was a powerful lady. And That's a good point. There's not but one way to kill the spirit, is when you hate. When you become angry, you kill your own spirit. You're dying and not living. But you could go to the torture of the body because it's just a physical thing. But if you don't hate, you cannot die. You don't kill your spirit. That's, a, that's the only thing that can kill it when you judge what you're going through, when you hate what you're going through. That makes sense? Yes. All right. Any other questions about that? Yes, ma'am. When you're, when you're saying that, um, I mean, this might be real simplistic, but when you say that you could joke around with someone who doesn't believe like you, like his dad. Well, maybe he could joke around with this man and be light and watch his anger and everything, but his dad might not respond the same way. It might not be That's a fine. give and take kind of thing. That is absolutely fine. That's he might fine. blow up. Or 
Let him blow up, but stay patient with his dad so his dad can see himself. See, God created us because God wanted to create love, and so he created us so that we can love him. And the way we know we love him, that we love our fellow man. And so when dad, when dad explode, let dad explode. He still stay patient, be honest, and his, it will have to stay on his dad because now his son is loving him by not reacting to it. So he has to take a step forward and be brave enough to just deal with him and be patient and and not suppressed and outward and That's do right. all those things and be and go forward and then just let it all happen. Let it all let it all hang out. As a matter of fact, when you love love, when you have love, it's impossible for him to inwardly become angry at his father because his father is exploding. He would see that his father needs love. So he would be patient and still Oh, Dad, why you gotta let that? You gotta, you gotta act like a little woman. Yeah. You'll come down then. Because men don't like being told to act like a little woman. Right, but like you, with your dad, you, you have this good give and take kind of thing where he doesn't. But it hasn't always been that way. When I forgave him, that's when it became that way. Before, I couldn't talk to my father either. He just yeah. made me mad, just like that. Yeah. But my dad is still the same person. I've changed. And so now my dad is himself, and I'm myself with my dad. I don't need anything from him. I need to love him now. And love is being honest and patient. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. yeah, so let him explode. And it's like looking at a movie. Yeah. You know, it's just let him scream, let him carry on. And uh, his dad will see that his son loves him, and he'll feel silly, and he may go and apologize, and maybe God can save him too. Okay, so the whole difference is that if he does it right, <laughs> as long as he does it right. That's right. If he does it right, then whatever happens, happens. It'll be absolutely fine. If, if he's doing it to cause his dad to be nice back to him, That's his dad might see that as manipulation and get mad thinking he he's trying to manipulate him. That's right. Yeah. And then you get mad at the dad and they just go back and, and forth. And the war's on. The war's on. And see, right. because it's, we communicate spirit to spirit, you can't deceive the spirits to spirit kind of thing, whether it's good or bad. The spirit know if, if his father would know if he's trying to manipulate him. He's being nice just to get along. And his father that way and his father hate him for that. He'd get mad about that too. You know, so that's why we must be born again. We need a new spirit, a new identity, a new personality. Isn't that great? Yes. Yes, sir. I don't mean to complicate things, but uh that's how and I'm not, I'm not. Um, a temptation of mine is when I, 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 I feel like my family is plotting against me. Now that could sound they crazy. They may be. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and, I, and I, so I feel like they're setting things up, and I feel like they should, like, I, I, in a certain sense, after a while I have these conversations uh, with, say, my brother calls me, and he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm just checking in. And I'm like, hey, well, what's going on is I have a feeling, and I think I'm right, that you're backstabbing. And I want to bring that up. Yeah, bring it up. I want to bring it up, and then we get in this big argument, and of course there's, it's just going to become this really uh, dysfunctional conversation, because if he doesn't want to uh, level with me, and I have the, then the temptation to think, okay, I'm, I'm crazy, and if I get upset, then I'm drawn into this, word, this worldly word game of what's right and wrong. And so 
there's not at the same time there's nothing wrong with saying that. Right. And you know, you go, hey, you think everybody's against you, blah, 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 blah. So there's just this a degree of if if That's if I'm right in how I deal with them, whether I say something or not, then I'll have the confidence and the peace within me that will affirm that. You gotta let go of anger so you don't be confused. If you have then, no, then, then it will direct and, yes. and, the, and the peace within me, in me or God within yeah. me will direct what I say and what I don't say. Maybe God about my life. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're only becoming confused because you're angry. Last night I had to literally just yell at someone. I mean, I just intentionally let it out to the top of my voice, and I wasn't gonna take it anymore. I was like totally yelling. You could hear me down the street. And after I finished yelling, I'm ready to play. But this person did not want to play. That's the last thing they wanted to do. But I felt nothing inward because I love this person. I want them to have the best. I want them to be, you know, to be honest, or, you know, do the right thing. But it required required me yelling, and I yelled and yelled and yelled and and went home and went to sleep. And you know, Jesse, that I, I feel like that. I feel like um, I don't have, I'm not tormented by it. I, I obviously I have something because I'm talking about it. But I do feel like. Um, Things are getting better, and I'm not like I used to be. Yeah, like, you're I can't on your way. Up and, and I'm on my way. That's right. Um, yeah, because I didn't feel this in you. You know, I was ready to play, and this person was like getting mad and yelling back. And I'm like, don't be yelling at me. I'm telling the truth here. Blah blah blah. Right? But I yell. But inwardly, I was told. I were, You know, I was able to go home and go right to sleep just like that. I try. I wanted to play. They don't want to play. Angry people don't want to play after an argument. How many of you want to play with somebody that just yelled at you? <laughs> you know, and I went right, right to sleep because I didn't, I don't, I don't hate the person, but I see that they're wrong. But if you hate the person, they'll confuse you. You get caught up because it's a spiritual game going on. Somebody is trying to win. Good is trying to win over evil. Evil is trying to win over good. And if you don't hate, good will win over evil. It really will win, but you must be born again. Anyway, if you'd like to call in to be a part of this, it's 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. Or you can call, or you can email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and uh, put your name in town, name in town. I want to, um, any other questions about that? Because I want to get into something else as time goes by. Yes, ma'am. My neighbor, she's a Democrat. And Your neighbor's a Democrat? She's a Democrat. Oh. And she loves Obama. Do you love Democrats? Do I love them? Uh-huh. No. You don't love Democrats? <laughs> well, I do love them, but I don't like them. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I don't like a lot of them. Hallelujah. This person. That's a sign of a born-again Christian. No, I love them, but I don't like them. Because uh-huh. me and her get along pretty good. That sounds like a song. I, I don't like you, but I love you. <laughs> you're always thinking about it. Oh, that's right. you always think of your neighbor. Anyway. Anyway, we were having a yard sale, okay? And Monster was short for me, too. And because she started telling me that her sister didn't like Obama and this and that, and she thought I was going to go up in her sight. But I had gone against her before about Obama. And when I said her sister was right, she got angry. <laughs> but she tried not to show it. Yeah. And she told me, get out of my yard. 
Well, one sign of knowing that you're overcoming or you have completely overcome is that you don't have anger anymore. The things that used to make you mad don't get to you anymore. It cannot get to you. Well, and it now, didn't get to me that day. Yeah. And people may see you yelling and carrying on. They, they think that you're angry. But inwardly, you know that you're not. And so you cannot, if you're born again, have a new nature, you cannot be angry. You know, you cannot resent. You cannot, you don't feel it on the inside anymore. I was standing in, in line the other, other day getting some juice, and this big muscular black guy came over and got in line, and he whispered to me, because there was a white man behind us. <laughs> he said, Oh, we we in there now, right, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I look back, this guy's so big, I'm scared to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're in there now, aren't we, brother? I'm like, what do you mean we're in there? He's like, we won, you know, Obama won. I said, oh, yeah, he did. I said, oh, yeah, he did. He's like, you don't know about it? I'm like... I didn't want to tell the guy I didn't, I didn't vote for Barack. Because <laughs> I didn't feel like fighting up in there. They got them too big. And there's a time to speak and a time to shut up, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> the guy, I, I felt like a little midget under that guy. But he just assumed I vote for Barack because I'm black. And, he, and I'm like, yeah? He's like, you don't know he's in there? I'm like, yeah, I heard. Uh, you're right. <laughs> And he kind of backed off there. He didn't know what to think. Anyway, I want to talk about something really fast here, and time is going by fast. Um, I realize I do a lot of counseling, talking to people, uh, speaking around the country, working one-on-one with people. And what I've come to realize is that the world is, uh, is in a state of unconsciousness, and they don't know right from wrong anymore. They promote wrong as though it is right. And what I realized in that, as I go down this list of what I realized this week, is that men, and especially black men, but not only black men in this case, but especially black men, but not only black men, all right? And I'm saying not only, not only, not only, right? But men from the age of 50 down to one year old, one year of age, is retarded. They are retarded. They are absolutely retarded. Mentally ill retardation. Anybody ever seen that? And I want, if, if you disagree with me on this, I want to hear it. All right? And I know the women are going to love this today because we're talking about the men. So I'm going to get all kind of amens on this one. This sister over in the corner there, yeah. Yes. Amen, amen. Men, men are retarded. They don't have that common sense that a man grows into. They don't have it. I'm sorry, they just don't have it. Just simple common sense, like hard work. The common sense, when I was growing up, I had the common, 
And I had a lot of problems. I had a whole lot of issues going on, issues going on. But I had this common sense that I was going to work and take care of myself. You know, I didn't want to end up on the streets. I didn't like asking anybody for money because, you know, if you ask people for money, they make you feel that big, you know. Especially my aunt. When I first moved out here, I had to ask her sometimes. And she would let me have it, but she degraded me so, so bad. Made me want to say, don't give it to me, but I needed the money so bad. I had to take the money and the degrading, right? Here, boy, you always asking for money. I ain't got no money. I have to work for my money, too. You know, you want to tell her, keep it. But you, need <laughs> but you had no other choice, right? But I always knew I could work and take care of myself. It was just common sense growing up that I was going to take care of myself. Um, I always knew that I was weak. I wasn't in denial about being weak. I didn't know how to overcome it, but I knew I was weak. I could tell when women were controlling me, and I would kind of fight against that, but I knew it was happening. Men today, from the age 50 down, either they don't know that women are controlling them, or they are so retarded they don't care, or they think that is normal. And I'm going to have a, 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 one of these days, I'm going to have a meeting of the men from around the country, bring them all together to find this out. Do they know that they are being manipulated and controlled and, and cannot help it of what that is? You know what I'm saying? But they deliberately allow themselves to be used. They deliberately allow themselves to be manipulated and they excuse it away. They make up excuses about it. And I don't know what that is. In the good old days, Yes, men were weak to a certain point, but they, they would only let the woman take them so far with it. But now a woman can take the man all the way to hell with it. They're, men don't have common sense from the age of 50 down. About any, you can't really have a logical conversation with a man nowadays. Anybody knows that? They're not of deep thought. And they take things personally like a woman would. You, you can easily hurt a man's feeling now. I mean, no, and that's it's so feminine. It's not natural. It's unnatural. And I used to be, remember, I've testified that I was weak like that with women. I remember I worked for the union, and I had a female boss, and she and another lady made me cry once. I was so weak. But I knew I was weak, and, but I still would let it only go so far. But men today let it go all the way. They let women run over them. Um, and this is from age of, now if you disagree with this, anybody I want to hear from because I'm ask, asking a question, am I the only one seeing this? That men are like just losing it. They're, they're retarded. And when you're angry and out of it, you can't help but be retarded. All right? Let me tell you something else that happened. Because they can't, um, they can't think straight. They can't take care of themselves, and they're not embarrassed about not taking care of themselves. I would be embarrassed by that. In the good old days, isn't that right, Ozzy? Men were embarrassed if a woman had to take care of them, right? Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. When I used to go to see my girlfriend and I had to ride the horse, <laughs> I had pride in that. I had to walk sometimes too. That's right. And it was so far away. Oh, yeah. And it'd be so dark. Yeah. 
And I had to walk across this bridge where a crazy woman used to hang out at. <laughs> this woman was, was crazy. We call her crazy. And she used to always hang out at this bridge and scare everybody to go across the bridge. And sometimes I had to go across this bridge. It was like totally dark because we had no street lights. And I would be so scared going across that bridge. I think this woman going to jump out and scare me. But I would walk over there to see her, my girlfriend. And I had a sense of pride because I was doing my own thing. I didn't have to ask anyone to, for anything. You know, I would saddle up my horse and just go. <laughs> Dear, you ever rode a horse to see your girlfriend? <laughs> another, thing that, another thing that I find that men are weak about. Men are allowing their wives to work full time and they are taking over the home the way that a woman would do. Cooking and cleaning and, and taking care of the kids and doing that while having to go to work too. And when you ask them why you're doing this, well, I have to, I have to let my wife have her opinion too. You know, this is equal. This is, you know, this showing love to my, to, to my wife. And I'm like, this is not showing love to your wife. You don't show love to your wife when you go along with her for doing wrong. And it is, I don't care what anybody say, you can hate me if you want. If you let your wife go out and work full time, overtime, and she has children, you have kids, you're a weak, pathetic man. You're a weak, pathetic man. I don't care what anybody say. And you don't have to have all these things. You can sacrifice. And they got, you know, and I, and I notice they have a whole lot of pretty things. You don't have, it's just stuff. The, the life of the kids growing up, the opportunity for kids to grow up with good lives is more important than a fancy home and a lot of stuff. But men are allowing their wives to do it nowadays and they feel helpless to it. They, and because they're afraid of being attacked. If my wife didn't obey me in that manner, I'd let her go. I'd dump her so fast and make her head swim. It would, I would. What am I going to have a wife for that's not going to do the right thing? <laughs> what? I said, you married her, you're stuck. Uh -huh. I'm not stuck. <laughs> you I'll, I'll just dump her, <laughs> and then I'll go and rewrite the Bible that said, if your wife don't obey, let her go. Maybe Paul and... Maybe Paul and Peter and all those folks didn't know that that was coming. <laughs> they didn't know we were going to have women's live, you know. But, but if I was married, my wife wouldn't work. Unless there was a serious emergency or we had no children. What if she wanted to work? She wouldn't work. Her job is to be there. Her job is to be home. That's a different story. If they're adults and they're gone, that's a different story. But she still got to come home and cook and clean and make sure the house working. Because I'm not going to do any cleaning. You know. You have a baby. You're not going to do the cleaning. Uh-uh. No, I'm not going to make a mess either. You hear that, John? Yes, I thought you were making But But the point is, weak men are allowing this to happen. And the women are doing it because the men are allowing it to do it, allowing them to do it. I, I uh, have no other choice. I counsel. Yes, yes. This wink a minute. Okay, come on. First of all, these men are lazy as hell. Right. My friends, yes. And they want to do that. Yes. They want to be lazy. They can't get a job, and some men can't get a job. Retardation. But, 
I don't think they've been in jail. They have a retardation because there is no such thing that you can't get a job. No such thing. The Hispanics are getting jobs, getting jobs every day. You can cut grass. They you can you can walk down the street and ask somebody, "Can I wash your car?" Yeah, I, I you can you can go to McDonald's. I mean, there is no such thing that you cannot get a job if you're a real man. It's a lie. It is. It is absolute yeah, lie. Right. But that is the tone. Black, it's Mexicans, it's a white. Well, I see it not all. Yeah, I see it not all. Well, I, what, I, what, what would it take to make the man up? I'm coming to that. You know, what would it take to make them become a man? But, and I'm saying without not all. Without putting it on the woman. Without putting it on the woman. There you go. Man up as a man. Okay. Nothing to do with the woman and I, his mama. I'm going to tell you that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to move through this kind of fast. And I appreciate it. So, am I right so far or wrong? Yeah. I'm right so far. Okay. Some. Most. Most. Okay. Most men are pathetic. Most. Yeah. Uh, uh, they allow their <laughs> wives to work with children. And what I notice with women who are working and a man is allowing it to happen, she is also turning the, her girls uh, away from their fathers. She is, she is teaching, and I counsel with some couples this week. That's how, I, you know, and not just this week. But this woman, these women are teaching their children, their daughters, not to be good wives and good mothers and, and women. You know what I'm saying? They say, oh, you don't have to do dishes. That's not a woman. There's more to a woman than doing dishes or cleaning a house. You know, so I'm like, why don't you teach your daughter to do these things? Because even if she doesn't get a husband, she's still going to have to move out on her own and learn how to clean her house, you know, take care of herself. But the women are teaching the girls in a way that fathers and mothers used to teach the boys. The boys go out and work and provide. Now they're teaching that to the girls. I was literally having a dialogue with a couple and their children, and they have a, a daughter who is 10 years old. And I'm saying these things to the mother. You need to teach your daughter to be responsible in the home. That's the way. And the daughter's like, yeah, you're right about that. And the mother's like, shut up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And daughter said, I want to learn how to do these things in the homes, in the home, because she's feeling this way. She wants to be that kind of response. Kind of, but the mother doesn't even want to. She's like, oh, my daughter doesn't know what she's talking about. She's too young to understand. So she won't even allow her daughter to grow up like a young lady should grow up. That's evil. But husbands are so weak that they can't even protect their daughters from that kind of stuff. Retardation. Men are, uh, and men are weak. I'm moving forward here. Uh, uh, Barack Obama, and I'm not, I don't care who you voted for. Barack Obama is a poor, pitiful, poor excuse of a man. But yet they think they got a man. They, they think, so what I was, what'd you say? Say what you said. I think Obama has love for his family. And I don't see that about him. I don't, oh, you know. I don't see that. And you agree too, young lady? No, I disagree. I, I agree with Ozzy. You know what I'm saying? You agree to Ozzy? Yes. Okay. He's a family and, man. He's doing the right yeah. thing. And you agree, Dolores? I agree with you. Well, me or the ladies? Uh, I, don't see, I don't see him being... Uh, you don't see him a family man, Dolores? Yeah. I see him. You know... No, he is a family man. Yeah, I didn't say he was a family man. But you know man. something? But you don't even know why I say he's weak, man. Right? No, okay, go ahead. Uh -huh. Let me see what you do. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, sir. Make sure show up for me. I see him as a man who's in love with power. No. He's hungry and in love with I don't power. See that. I don't That's true. But I don't want to get into that either. A real man. A real man does not support killing children inside the womb. Now I can see women. Oh wait! He didn't make that up. Why are you holding but him he responsible? He I said supports it. it. And there's a lot of politics. I know, but I don't want to talk politics. I'm talking about the nature of a real man. Yeah, I'm not doing politics right now. Everybody understand that? Yes. Yes. I'm just talking about the nature of a real man, and I'm talking about this nature because of who we represent as men. All right, I'm not talking politics here. You are? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm not. I'm really, I'm not talking politics on this one. Everybody understand it? Yeah. yeah. I have to relax. Stop shaking your hand. Unfold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> She's all like this. You know how to, <laughs> you know how to even when black women get mad. I'm not mad at all like this. <laughs> But I'm not talking politics. I'm talking real man here. A real man would not support killing the unborn. His job is to protect the unborn and protect the living. God gave him that responsibility. God gave that responsibility to man. Now, it's easy for the serpent to, de to deceive women and make them believe that that's okay because they will look at things emotionally and, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Kill your baby. You know, I feel so sorry for you. You should be stuck with a child. But a real man will not support that idea at all. He will not. His real nature, he cannot and will not support it. Really. And if you doubt me, read the scripture. Read the Christ life. Christ didn't support killing a baby. And he would tell you how to overcome it. He would tell you how you can work it out. He did not support that. He's going to change his tune. Who? Obama. After you we'll hear see. this message, you'll see. Okay. Once but I'm going to talk about after January. Yeah. He just did that so he can get in there. Oh. And what? No, he owes no. Okay. We'll see. You know, yeah. Yeah. But I, we will see what happens. You know. So no, I'm not talking we'll politics. Yes. Wait. You know, he's going to change his tune. He comes from a church. Church don't believe in uh, abortions and stuff. He his just said does. that. He just used no, that but, so he can win. What church you belong to? They support that wrong. Uh, wait, hold on. There's a lot of things that are wrong. Hey. Look. Hey, let him finish. There, shoot the, shoot. It's a loud mouth. You watch your gun? Okay, a real man would not allow it. A real man would not allow his wife to have an abortion. His responsibility is to preserve and protect uh, uh, the woman and his children from evil, not to support evil. God gave him that responsibility and the strength to do it with, the power within to do it with. Yes, ma'am. Does a man, when he sees his woman is going to have an abortion, does he, you said um, he feels sorry for her, like, oh, you poor thing, go ahead and have your abortion. Or does he just give in? I mean, he naturally knows that's wrong and he just gives in to her Well, first of all, he can't stand up to her. First of all, a real man would never marry a woman that, with that type of mentality. That's what courtship is about. So you could get to know each other. 
you can, you know, God said that we should be unequally yoked. Yoked. Isn't that, that's in the Bible, right? Right. To be evenly yoked. Yeah. Right, same thing, right? Do not be unequally yoked. Right. I thought I'd thank you, man. Yes. So when you're dating, if you are a real man, the woman you're dating, you're going to get to know what she's about. Just as women get to know what men are about while dating. But you bring sex into it, you bring all that other stuff, you dilute that. But if you're already a weak man, even while dating, you're going to accept this woman like that because you're subject to her. And so why, if you're dating, you would never marry a woman with that mindset. A woman that says, I'm going to go out and work. A woman that says, I'm equal to you. Or a woman that says, well, the stuff they're saying. You would not allow that to happen. Really, in dating, you wouldn't. Just like a woman, if she had a line that she didn't allow men to cross, she wouldn't get hooked up. She wouldn't become hooked up with all these men. These men that get her pregnant, walk away, and trying to have sex with her. She wouldn't do it if she was a righteous woman. So, so if a man is righteous, he wouldn't do it either. So you wouldn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. But these men are so retarded, they'll just marry anything with a skirt tail. <laughs> to a point now, they'll marry men who have changed their identities, and they wear skirts. Uh, long story short, so real fast. Okay. I, gotta... uh, I was wondering, uh, defi and define the term that, uh, retarded when it comes to men, because wait, uh, what you put it, how you put it, you say men, uh, men are too stupid to know... Uh, to know, uh, know they have uh, to know the difference between good and evil, right yes. and wrong. Men are too retarded to know the difference between good and evil. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you why. But yes, sir, that's retardation. If you can't discern the difference between, oh, I'm moving too fast, huh? With the camera. If you can't discern the difference between good and evil, you're retarded. Retarded. You're mentally ill. Got a problem. You need Jesus. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, Barack Obama, with his own words, admitted that he is not a man. He actually said that being a man is above his pay grade. And when oh, they when asked him, when they him asked him, is 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 a baby, you know, is that is that but, thing in the belly life? He said, that's above my pay grade to know. Oh yeah, I remember. That. And so that is admitting that. He's even too retarded to know that it's a baby. In but there. I don't want to make it about Barack Obama. Thank you. I want to make it about real men. Real men. Uh, I lost my thought there for a minute. Barack Obama's real men. Real men. Yes, sir. One thing about men is that uh, it's important to grow up with a father in the home. Oh, yeah. I don't want that Very yet. Hold that thought for me. Yeah, I don't want to jump in yet. I want to tell you about the retardation first. <laughs> Real men are afraid to live their own lives. They are afraid to be a real man for fear of being called woman hater, gay hater, or losing something, fear of losing something, or fear of losing a friend, or money, or a job, or, or, or whatever. Real men are afraid to live a man life. When I was growing up, real men were not afraid to live a man life. And if the women didn't like it, fine. Because power is in the man. But real men are afraid to, 
you can get a, a, a real men, now I've seen them all open show and all that kind of stuff, and you can get a men together and women together, and the women will absolutely degrade them, say things about them, and they will not speak up about it. They'll sit there and applaud, yeah, right on, I'm weak and pathetic. You're right, you're better. Real men are afraid to speak up in a group of women. Did you say Have you ever real, noticed that? Did you say real men are afraid? I mean, we are retarded men. Yes, you, you have been saying Retarded real. men are afraid to speak up in a group of women because they can't handle the hell that comes back at you. And anytime you speak up with a group of women, you, you should plant your feet on solid ground <laughs> <laughs> because hell is going to come. But men, let it slide. They're afraid. Isn't that afraid? I love it when I'm with women and they're acting that way and I have to speak up to them. I just throw the truth out there and watch them go insane. <laughs> like watching a movie. It wasn't always that way with me, but it is that way now. I just watch them get upset. What are you thinking? I can't believe you're saying this. What? Oh, blah, blah. You hate women. I'm just looking. And when they calm down a little bit, I throw something else out there. And they go insane. <laughs> but retarded men don't do that. Right. Derek told me he walked into a, a room of his friends, oh, five minutes. And uh, they were talking about, I guess, the gay thing, Proposition 8. Or yeah. was it Obama? Both. Uh, and, and when he walked in, because he is the conservative one, they said, oh, here comes that nigger. <laughs> Yeah, call me one nigga that's going to be different, you know. And I, and, and I asked, what did you say? You know, because I'm ready to hear that. You know, he really <laughs> gave them the blues, you know. You should just stay calm and give them the blues if you're not retarded. Um, um, retarded men are angry nowadays. As I said earlier, you can't even have a conversation with a, real, um, uh, a man nowadays because he's so retarded. He take everything personal like a female, just like that. <laughs> For an example, um, well, I won't use an example. But like I'll tell you, I really appreciate God gave me my friend back because I can literally say anything I want to my friend. He does not get mad. And he says anything he wants to me, I don't get angry. We correct each other, we learn from each other. Because we both have made our minds up that I could be the way I am and he could be the way he is. It's not personal. If you tell me something about myself is not true, it's not true. If it is true, it is true. That's what real men do. But retarded men can't handle that. They get mad like a woman. And I hate that. I hate a retarded, angry man. It's all female. His body changed into the form of a woman. That woman nature comes out of here. Anybody ever notice this? Yes. Or oh, it's just me seeing this. <laughs> but nobody talks about it like I do. I'm the only one bringing it up. <laughs> so I catch all the hell. I'm going to move fast because I have less than five minutes. Well, I don't like men that get angry. And when I say hate it, I don't hate it with emotion. I just don't like, and I know it must be disgusting for women to be dealing with a man that get angry like they do. And they see this woman comes out of him. Isn't that right? I can't hear you. Yes. 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 Uh, and it, all they have to do is like, 
be still in that moment and show love and overcome it. If someone says something wrong about you and not true, instead of going with anger, be still and overcome it and show love. That's what love is. But they, they, they acted out like a female. I've never seen, I'm, how old am I? However old I am. I didn't know I was going to live to see men become this weak. Uh, yesterday, I was walking down the road by my house. I saw a man and a, my neighbor standing outside, uh, a black man and a black woman out there talking. And I said, hey, how y'all doing? And they barely spoke. The woman didn't speak at all, and the man just waved his hand. And I'm like, when did my neighbors don't speak to you? And these are Christian people. And, and don't we supposed to love our neighbors? Yeah. So I figure they probably just saw me on TV or they don't like the fact I didn't vote for Barack. <laughs> and now they're punishing me. Or trying to. Oh, last thing. And then I'll tell you why. The world is so insane and retarded, men and women, and I blame men because they don't correct the women. There is this woman who changed parts of her body to try to become a man. Yeah. You know, she took, she took her breast off and cut her hair and <laughs> took some macho pills. So half of her is man. And the other half is still female. Right. The part where you can have babies, right? right? It's still a woman. So this woman is hooked up with another woman. She's having babies. But Barbara Walters and others are running around the country calling her a man. Right. A man had a baby. Yeah. I'm like, a man did not have a baby. A woman had a baby. A confused woman had a baby. Right. But she's not a man. But the headlines say uh-huh. a man had a baby. Isn't that crazy? Right. Yes. Yes. And everybody's going, yeah. A man had a baby. <laughs> and I blame retarded men for that. Because they don't even correct it. No, a man did not have a baby. A man can't have a baby. A woman had a baby with issues. Uh, yeah. But it's the man's responsibility to correct that, but they applaud too as though it's true. And Barbara Walters sitting up there interviewing this woman, looking at her like she just got all the love for her. So no, how, did, I don't think so how so. are you feeling? And this woman that they call man said, Oh, Barbara, we have a big secret for you. We got to announce it on your show. Well, what is the secret? I'm pregnant again. Oh. <laughs> I would say, You idiot. Put your things back on to be a woman. Feed your baby and get on with your life. Repent and turn from God. Turn back to God. A monster. Let me, let, I have a minute left because we are really out of time. Let me say this. <laughs> Listen, hold on guys, hold on. It is because of the men. I want men to know that there is an order to life and that order is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman, and uh, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. It's a spiritual order. But the man represents God on earth. He has the goodness in him to protect his woman and children from evil, from the confusion of the world. Uh, he has the responsibility to rebuke, to correct, and to be a living example of God so that the world can see the way to go. And I realized that most men are retarded because their fathers were weak 
and their fathers allowed their mothers to retard them. That's who did it to them. The mothers have retarded their children. I counseled with three men this week, absolute three men that live over yonder somewhere. And all three got fired from their job because they were stealing on their job. And they denied stealing. They come up with excuses about it. I'm like, real men don't deny reality. You don't steal on your job. You work. If, you, if the man pay you to work, you don't steal the products. You know, you go there, you serve it. That's what real men, I never stole cotton from the cotton field. <laughs> we could have gone out at night and stole some cotton and went and sold it, and Mr. Charlie never knew. But we didn't do that kind of stuff. You know what you did? You put some rocks. Huh? You put rocks oh, in the cotton. We could have put rocks in the bag and made the bag heavy. <laughs> but we knew as men, we knew not to steal, not to lie, to work hard, not to take advantage of the women, to do the right thing. But men are retarded, and the men got to overcome their mothers because it's the, it's the woman's nature that has made a home in them. And they are acting like that, not even knowing that that's what it is. And that's why God said, you must be born again. You've got to be born again, man, because in the end, you're responsible for the outcome of this situation. You're responsible. I, I can't, and the women are wrong, but if women had real men, they could not do these things because greater is he that's in us as men than he that's in the woman. And you have a responsibility to seek father, forgive the men, be born again, and protect your woman, your family, your community, and your country. At whatever law, I don't care if I lose money or whatever, I love what's right, I love becoming a man more than I love anything else. And it is the God-given right to man, to the man, to be a man, but a man of God. And, and now, because you're not, each generation of men are retarded. They don't have common sense at all. And it's the father's fault, it's the man's fault. Um, we're out of time. Uh, we need your donations, your tithes and offering. Go to Bond, Bond, uh, what, uh, uh, Bond Info? Bondinfo.org. Bondinfo.org. A call out of order line at 1 800 411 Bond. 1 800 411 2663. Get a copy of my Be Still and No CD. It's a prayer that will show you how to pray, to calm down and allow God to take over so that you can become a real man or woman. There are women in Ohio who want to take over the churches. Real Christian women don't try to take over a church from the men. That's a worldly way of thinking, a godless way of thinking. And the men are allowed to happen because they're retarded. But pray, be still, and know God, and you can overcome that. All right? Uh, go to bondinfo.org. Let us hear from you. My, uh, the website is church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org. Put your name in town, name in town on your church. Again, we, have, we need your donations, your tithes and offerings. Uh, if you need counseling, we provide counseling. Uh, listen to my radio show. We're on Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 to noon Eastern Standard Time, where we deal with all these issues as well. It's the truth that's going to set us free. It's turning men back to God that's going to save this world, and we need to do that. Thank you so much, and thank you guys, too. I appreciate you.